It's time for Weekdays with Wilk. Your daily dose of sports and how it affects the state of Utah. Here's your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Now, I really felt like uh, to open up the show today, I should have started with the uh, March Madness theme song, you know. Because it is March, and I'm so happy. I've had a few people reach out to me today, just, you know, recognizing how excited I am. And I, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's finally here. Especially, uh, this is a two-year wait for this tournament because of uh, COVID snatching that from us last year. It's uh, been a good day for me overall, too, in the football world. Who thought would have thought that March 1st would be such a good day for football? I'll tell you more about that uh, coming up on the show. But first, we've got the rundown to get to. Let's go ahead and hit it. Do you know what a rundown is? Uh, can you get this rundown for me? This rundown better be really good. But it sounds like the rundown is really important. Milwaukee Bucks have followed a five-game skid with the five-game winning streak. Giannis Antetokounmpo poured in 36 points, and the Bucks closed on a 9-0 run to beat the Clippers 105-100. The reigning MVP put Milwaukee ahead with a pair of free throws and added a dunk that caused Clippers coach Ty Lue to call a timeout. Chris Middleton added 19 points and six rebounds to go along with eight assists for the Bucks, who won for the first time in 11 games this season when trailing after three quarters. Kawhi Leonard had a team-high 25 points, including a jumper that put Los Angeles ahead 100-96 to with 4-0-1 to play. Also in the NBA, LeBron James scored 19 points in his 1,300th regular season appearance as the Lakers routed the Warriors 117-91. Markeith Morris and Alex Caruso each had 13 points, while Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma had 12 as Los Angeles won its second straight since dropping five of their first six games without all-star Anthony Davis. Devin Booker scored 21 of his season-high 43 points in the third quarter to carry Phoenix to its 14th win in 17 games, 118-99 over the Timberwolves. DeAndre Ayton added 22 points and 10 rebounds for Phoenix, which is tied for third in the West with the Clippers. Jason Tatum hit a pair of driving baskets in the final 15 seconds to help the Celtics escape with a 111-110 triumph over the Wizards. Tatum finished with 31 points, and Kemba Walker had 21 for the Celts, who have their first winning streak since late January after withstanding Bradley Beal's 46-point performance. The Miami Heat climbed to 500 and extended their season-high winning streak to six games by drowning the Hawks 109-99. Kendrick Nunn delivered 24 points, and Bam Adebayo added 16 with 13 rebounds as Miami won for the 10th time in 13 games since a 7-14 start. The Knicks moved over 500 at 18 and 17 by winning for the seventh time in nine games a 109-90 route of the Pistons. Julius Randle scored 17 of his 25 points in the second half as New York moved into fourth place in the Eastern Conference. It's the first time the Knicks have been above 500 this late in a season since 2012-13. Justice Winslow scored 20 points as the Grizzlies sent the Rockets to their 11th consecutive loss, 133 to 94. Brandon Clark added 16 points for Memphis, which held the Rockets to four for 45 shooting from three-point range. P.J. Washington scored a career-high 42 points for the Hornets as they closed on a 12-3 run to send the Kings to their 10th loss in 11 games, 128-127 at Sacramento. Malik Monk furnished 21 points, including a three-point play with 1.4 seconds remaining. Sunday's game between the Raptors and Bulls was postponed due to COVID-19 issues with Toronto. The league said the Raptors are dealing with positive test results along with the outgoing contact tracing issues. Toronto played Friday without starting forward Pascal Siakam, head coach Nick Nurse, and several other assistants and staffers because of virus-related issues. 
College hoops, Villanova and Ohio State became the 6th and 7th top 15 men's basketball team to lose this weekend, although the Buckeyes fell to a top 10 squad. Butler was just 8-13 and 13 on the season before Chuck Harris dropped in 20 points and Jair Bolden added 15 in the Bulldogs' 73-61 stunner over the 8th-ranked Wildcats. Butler limited the Wildcats to one basket during a 16-3 run over the final seven minutes of the first half, putting the Bulldogs ahead 31-20. to Jeremiah Robinson Earl finished with 16 points and 16 rebounds for Villanova, which had won 13 of its previous 15 and was favored by 10.5 points. Luca Garza and Joel Wieskamp combined for 43 points and 17 rebounds as ninth-ranked Iowa silenced the fourth-ranked Buckeyes 73-57. Garza finished with 24 points and 11 rebounds for the Hawkeyes, who have won five of their last six with two games left in the regular season. Weisskamp shot 5 of 9 from three-point range and delivered 19 points with six boards, helping Iowa bounce back from a midweek loss to number 3 Michigan. E.J. Liddell had a team-high 15 points for the Buckeyes, who lost for the third time in eight days after receiving serious consideration for a number 1 seed in the NCAA tournament. Elsewhere, number 12 Houston blew out South Florida 98-52 as Quentin Grimes scored all 22 of his points by halftime. The Dijon Jariu added 16 points and 8 rebounds to go along with 6 assists for Houston, which won its third straight and reached 20 wins for the 6th consecutive season. And a good win for Utah State. They were able to get a blowout win over Nevada to close out their regular season. Going to be interesting to see what just what uh, what's going to be required for the Yankees to get to the NCAA tournament. That's the rundown for this Monday. A busy day yesterday. When it comes to hoops, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Milwaukee. That was a really fun game. I was able to catch the very end of that Bucks Clippers game, and uh, Giannis was able to take over late, which is something that he he's gotten some criticism about that when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to big time games. Uh, he did a really good job yesterday. They got Drew Holiday back. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot. He's definitely, you know, got some conditioning to go through after getting COVID. So that's something that uh, we'll have to keep an eye on with the Bucks as well. Really, how how well do they? continue to move their pieces around they don't have enough depth to compete if guys are hurt or have COVID issues so that's one really big negative for Milwaukee uh going to be interesting to see just what what they end up doing when it comes to if other guys get injured I think that's the biggest thing for them they've got to stay healthy I don't know that they have enough pieces to make another move to try and add another piece to this roster uh I just I just don't see them doing that they just don't have the the right amount of assets to really make that kind of a move, but they're really good when Drew Holiday plays, and I think that's a a sign of things to hopefully come for this Milwaukee team. Uh, talking college hoops, teams are licking their lips that Villanova lost to Butler. That means Villanova's very, very much beatable. Uh, they had been playing really well, and that's a bad loss. That's just a bad loss to Butler. You want to talk about it? A uh, late regular season upset. The Bulldogs doing a great job beating Villanova there. Um, I thought that was a fascinating loss. And Ohio State, I don't know what's going on with the Buckeyes. I said last week I wasn't sure if they were quite in Michigan's category yet, and that really proved that this week. Uh, also with Baylor losing, is Michigan and Baylor now kind of in that same tier? I would ha- You have to say yes. They both only have one loss on the season, and Gonzaga is now just kind of in uh, in their own little world. So but we've made it to March. Conference tournament's coming up. It's going to be really interesting to see how all this goes down with with COVID restrictions and whatnot as we uh, prepare for the tournament. NBA news, Hawks guard Boyan Bogdanovich getting back. He had a fractured right knee. He's been out since January 9th. That's a, that's a big loss for Atlanta because 
he was a big free agent addition for them. A lot of the Hawks' big additions haven't really worked out. I think Clint Capella has been really good for them. I mean, they got him clear back, you know, before the pandemic even hit. He was just hurt, so he never played last year. But I think, I think getting Bogdan Bogdanovich back is going to try to help them get into the playoffs. The East is such a disaster that there you've got Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and I think Miami. Miami had so many injury and COVID issues to start the season. And after that, it is literally just a crapshoot of who's going to make the playoffs. The fact that the New York Knicks currently are in the number four seed and have a winning record tells you just how bad the Eastern Conference is. And I'm really, really intrigued to see how this how Bogdanovich comes back for Atlanta. That's, of course, Bogdan, not Bojan. Interesting college football news. Clemson, uh, they're all ACC cornerback. Darion Kendrick no longer part of Clemson's football program. So, uh, not that it's really going to hurt Clemson. It's kind of a next man up mentality. But it's interesting, they said they're speculating it was disciplinary uh, reasons for, for Kendrick being gone. So, uh, that's something that I'm really, really interested to to see with some of these college football programs too that we need to talk about is, you know, how many of these guys are actually going to come back that uh, can get some eligibility? Because there are a lot that are staying. I saw a thing BYU is one of they're losing a ton of production from their team last year simply because some of the younger the underclassmen Braden Christensen, Brady Christensen, Zach Wilson, Dax Milne declared pro early, but also you lose guys like Troy Warner and Kyrus Tonga who are going to be seniors anyway, and it was just simply time for them to move on and try their shot at the NFL. So that's that's going to be something interesting to pay attention to this next season for college football. A lot of teams getting a lot of experience back. BYU, not so much. Uh, and so that's that's something definitely to keep an eye on. We'll talk more BYU here in just a minute. A lot of good news for the Cougars today. Uh, really sad. Former NFL player Louis Nix third passed away, was missing for several days. There's a lot of questions. Uh, no one's saying um, necessarily why but family members did say his car was pulled out of a pond near his home so that's that is absolutely really sad he was shot in an armed robbery back in december of last year was a high draft pick by houston um never really panned out after a good career at uh at notre dame really sad situation again i feel like i'm reading more and more of these just really really sad really difficult situations uh when it comes to former athletes so uh, really hard there for for Louis Nix, third and his family. Hope hope things all right with uh, with his family and they can find some peace moving forward. I really like uh, what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals. They got JJ Watt today. I was absolutely stunned by uh, that announcement made by Watt himself. He agreed to a two year contract with Arizona. Uh, it's two years, thirty one million dollars. Twenty three of it is guaranteed. He was recruited by former t- teammate wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins obviously goes to Arizona last season after what was an absolutely just disastrous deal uh, by by Houston. The Texans, they're in some trouble, obviously. We've talked about that on the show. But I'm really, really excited to see what Arizona ends up doing with J.J. Watt. Because now Chandler Jones comes back healthy. Watt should be fairly healthy. I think it's a really good opportunity for the Cardinals to come out and show that they can get some more pressure on the quarterback. Because last year, you lose Chandler Jones, Hassan Reddick stepped up and was really good. Isaiah Simmons got better as the season went on. 
Cardinals are going to have some legit pass rushing options, something they haven't had for a really long time outside having multiple ones. I should say they've obviously Chandler Jones has been one of the best pass rushers in the entire NBA, but I'm really, really intrigued to see just how, how much having those two guys on, you know, both going after the quarterback, that's, that's a huge, that was a huge problem for Arizona. I felt like towards down the stretch last year, um, big reason why they ended up not making the playoffs was they weren't getting quality. It was very inconsistent pass rush. I'll put it that way. Cause there were games, they were really good against some bad teams, but you need to, you need to continue to play, play well against the good teams as well. Like you can't just have sacks when you're playing the giants or the jets or anything like that. Like you've got to continue, uh, to, you got to continue to play, through those good teams, and I think having guy a guy like J.J. Watt and the, the the leadership that is going to be brought into that locker room is going to be absolutely phenomenal. I cannot wait to see uh, just what Watt has in store for uh, for the Cardinals there. That was stunned, but a good surprise. Not something I was expecting to hear on March 1st. Uh, looking at the Jazz, they're in town at South tonight to face the Pelicans in New Orleans. Jazz sitting eight and two in their last ten. They lead the entire NBA at twenty-seven and seven. Uh, BYU sealed the deal. Got the number two seed in the West Coast Conference. They beat St. Mary's sixty-five fifty-one over the weekend. BYU is now on four in a row. Sit at nineteen and five on the season. BYU will face the winner of Game Six in the semifinals a week from today. So Cougs got some time off to really think things over. That's the only thing I would say is a negative of the West Coast Conference that hurt BYU last year is you have to wait forever as the two seed to play. And uh, that really hurt BYU last year when St. Mary's was able to knock them off in their last game of the season. So Utah got a nice win. They beat number 18 USC 71-61. Currently sit uh, at 10-11. and They've got two games this week, uh, Oregon State and Arizona State. I believe they're both home games for the U, so that's uh, a good thing for Utah. Uh, if they want any shot at making the tournament, they're going to have to figure something out uh, come Pac-12 tournament time. Now, they beat... USC, who's obviously a contender to win the entire Pac-12 championship. So it's got to give some Utah fans some hope. Again, it's the inconsistency, though, throughout the coaching career of Larry Kraskoviak that's really, really hurt uh, this program moving forward and whatnot. So uh, going to be interesting to see just what uh, what Utah continues to um continues to do is this a is this a momentum changing win for them because we've seen BYU beat Gonzaga in years where they're kind of having similar years to what Utah is doing and it doesn't really make a difference you know in some of these uh, other games so something we'll definitely uh, have to keep an eye on uh, really excited for BYU football man they had a good day today announced uh, two new football helmets that will go with the jerseys an all navy helmet with white stripes and an all royal helmet with white stripes both with the uh, circle Y logo on them very excited. It gives BYU a ton of different uniform combinations uh, to wear. I like the direction Kalani Sataki's headed with this. Uh, really, really happy that uh, that BYU's made some changes to their uniforms, something you know we haven't seen a ton of in this era of college basketball, or college football rather, where just continuing you know, teams are showing that they can provide different looks. It's good for recruiting. It's good to make these players feel good. I'm really, really excited about uh, what BYU has going for them there. So, and they scheduled Dixie State today, which you know that's good to play some in in state schools. But I'm really excited they schedule Ole Miss. That is without a doubt my favorite 
college football place stadium I've ever been to outside of Provo. Man, that is the Grove is so phenomenal. Just everything about Ole Miss and that experience there is so amazing. I already texted my dad this morning and said, "Hey, we're going right." Because man, I I am just very very much excited that that BYU gets to go back out to Ole Miss. I was thinking about that earlier this season. I thought, man, that'd be so fun. I hope BYU can schedule Ole Miss in the future, and uh, the Rebels will come to Provo at one point too. So. Uh, some good scheduling there from Tom Homo and company at BYU. Just a good football day for me. I was not expecting that with the BYU helmets, the schedule change, and then J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals. I, I've had a really good day football-wise, and it's March. So hopefully uh, that translates into September. Games going on tonight. Dallas visits Orlando in the NBA. Indiana will be at Philadelphia. Denver and Chicago. The Jazz in New Orleans. That's at 6 p.m. on NBA TV. Brooklyn visits San Antonio, Cleveland at Houston and Charlotte and Portland at 830. That's also an NBA TV broadcast. Top 25 college basketball tonight, number 16, Oklahoma, number 17, Oklahoma State, 7 p.m. on ESPN. And Miami visits number 21, Virginia, later this afternoon as well. Uh, Game picks, I'm going to take Dallas over Orlando. I'm going to take Philadelphia over Indiana. I like Denver winning in Chicago. I'm going to take the Jazz over New Orleans. I like the Nets winning in San Antonio. I'm actually going to take Cleveland over Houston. Uh, Houston's just playing so bad right now. They've got so many injuries, so much drama there. Uh, They're kind of toast. Charlotte and Portland, I'm going to take the Blazers at home, although Charlotte uh, Lamelo Ball has been playing really, really well. That's going to do it for – oh, i got to do my college games. Duh. Oklahoma State, I'm going to take them over Oklahoma. A bad loss for Oklahoma over the weekend. Oklahoma State and Kate Cunningham really playing well. I'm going to take the Cowboys, and I think Virginia should handle Miami, although Virginia hasn't been playing the best basketball either. That's going to do it for Weekdays with Wilk. Thank you so much for tuning on in. Check us out on Spotify. And as always, remember my message, love one another. Don't forget it.